This is the Right Guys Podcast, where we ask the question, are fair and free elections still happening in the U.S.? We don't know, but if you want to find out, listen to our hosts, Josh Hammerling and Max LaGuire. Another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Here with Josh Hammerling, Mr. Producer. Um, Are you having a tough one today? Yeah, you, you, It's a rough day. You, it's you're a not rough having day. the energy that's usually like just pouring out of you. You, you. you just seem like, you seem angry, man. You seem like you're ready to chew the microphone today. You know, I could just see it in you. I don't. I was, uh, I was upset last night. Obviously, we're going to talk about these election returns. Um, about the fact that once again, there was election machine vote flipping. And that has remarkably been swept under the rug less than 24 hours after the news broke. Um, but just the defeats that Republicans had in Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, to a lesser extent with the Supreme Court, but that was already probably a lost cause. And then Virginia. <clears throat> it's it's beyond depressing because you you know what those losses are going to mean. So in Ohio, they voted. Oh, let me make sure I get this right. In Ohio, they voted 56.6% to 43.4% to enshrine abortion up until birth into their state constitution. Um, so right now, a woman has a right to have an abortion up until the moment of birth. There's language in there that claims that it's up until viability. Viability is the point at which a baby can survive outside the womb with or without medical assistance. But there's a caveat that they can have an abortion <clears throat> Sorry, after viability if a doctor deems it's in the mother's health interests. And they don't define health interests. So what we've seen a lot of abortionists around the country doing is using the uh, the stress of parenthood to justify medical abortion that this woman Whoa. has uh, anxiety disorder and parenthood is inherently stressful so therefore she should be allowed to have an abortion after um, the state says you can't have an elective abortion I mean it's 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 fraud it's nonsense um, parenthood is inherently stressful but that's not a reason to kill someone so you look at this and this is a campaign that I worked on. Yeah. I worked with two organizations um, serving advertisements into um, registered voters, independent voters, right of center voters to convince them that this is a baby, that this is a human life. And it is just too radical to allow abortion up until the moment of birth and to see these results. Um, like Shots. the areas that we targeted did pretty well, but to see these results. It's just incredibly demoralizing. Well, a lot of those results are the major population centers. Again, if, if you've got that map, I'm going to throw that map back there if I can. Actually, sure, can you just that put that up there? Yep. I mean, look at the, you can see that the largest concentration of population centers are essentially determining the, the outcome for the whole state, right? So if you may yeah. live in a county that's overwhelmingly Republican, it, it, it doesn't matter because Columbus is going to be in there. But yeah. was Cincinnati one of those areas in the mm -hmm. lower left hand, right? Or... Uh, yeah, Cincinnati is where we were talking. So, so Cincinnati we... did better than any other in terms of yeah. pro-life. Cincinnati did better than any other of these major cities. And the surrounding counties did better than the surrounding counties around the other major cities. Um, so, I mean, but you don't get there's there's no pat on the back back for almost succeeding. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just it's demoralizing. And, and and what's really hard is you think about this, you think about how could this have happened? How could 2.1 million people vote to allow this? In a state that Donald Trump won with 53 percent of the vote. Max. Does it seem like the the current American voter is manic? I mean, it, they're all over the place. They don't seem to be party uh, voting party line like they used to. You know, you don't see them lining up in ways that you would suspect. I mean, they how 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 can a group like pick Donald Trump but then have all these Dems or are are liberal um, 
votes and outcomes happening because they <clears> vote for it. I, I don't get it. It's like they're they're two different people. Yeah. Sometimes the ground game from the pro aborts in Ohio was tremendous. Getting out the vote in these urban centers. I mean, a lot of these people voted who wouldn't have voted in other races. Um, this issue galvanized them. Yeah. And the issue is one that is based on lies. It's based on lies uh, because it requires people to completely ignore the fact that an unborn baby is a human being, right? <laughs> so I look at this and you realize that on the one hand, there are turning out Democrat voters who wouldn't normally vote, but they're in, in, enticed to vote for this. But they're also flipping Republican voters to vote for this. And there's really three ways. What also didn't help, Josh, is that uh, uh, marijuana was on the ballot, too. So lots <laughs> of people turned okay. out for marijuana yeah, legalization um, and probably wouldn't have turned out if it wasn't on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But with this, you, you, there's really I'm trying to wrap my head around mm-hmm. how you can vote for Donald Trump, who unapologetically, at least back then, was pro-life. And then three years later, vote for the exact opposite. Vote to enshrine abortion in a way that goes beyond anything that Roe versus Wade allowed. I mean, we're into the realm of does this national ban on partial birth abortions stand still if a state has this in their constitution? I mean, we're in really radical, extreme territory. And there's really only three ways I can so far wrap my head around this. One, people have been so duped and so lied to that they actually believe the propaganda that this is, that this is, uh, oh, bans off our bodies. That's that nonsense. Two, that they truly earnestly believe it. Or three, they just don't care. And none of those is good. (laughs) None of those, there's no, there's no good door here. There's no good door here. I'm going to pull up something just to see turnout levels. I'll let you talk for a second. But, you know, it's like conservatism is on its head. You know, the core values and beliefs of being a conservative just aren't the same anymore. And that's that's dangerous for the future of any conservative thinker out there. If your party doesn't support or get the vote out for the things that needs to be done, your party will cease to exist or at least just sit in the back on the back bleachers for the rest of the, the game. Right. Yeah. It it doesn't make any sense, Max. I I understand it. I unless there's something going on that we're not aware of. But people are just acting so manic. Are they being shamed into wanting to do this? Are they, you know, are they being forced to or is well, I'm I'm just trying to make something work. Keep talking, keep talking. You know, and then the culture side of it, you know, it's everywhere. Like every place you go, somebody has some sort of reason to say that it's hands off my body and stuff like that. But nobody sits there and thinks to themselves, this is a small little life. So let's, let's, look, let's look at some of these results. Just this is on the left here. This is 2020. You can see just how red it is versus now. I mean, it, it's basically the red and blue are the same. Yeah. But the turnout is just completely different. Right, there's no real areas. The only exceptions are, um, like right here north of uh, north of Cincinnati, in Butler County. Butler County yeah. did not perform the way you're expecting it to perform. In 2020, it went 61% for Trump, 37% for Biden, with 114,000 people voting for Trump in this county. Yesterday, Butler County, only 58,000 people, 58,000 people voted for abortion, 56,000 people voted against the abortion measure. So just again, to compare it, you had 114,000 people turn out for Trump, but only 56,000 people turned out for life. That's a huge difference, right? That's a huge difference. That's 60,000 changes this from 1.6 to 1.7 million. Takes it over that 1.7. And, and it's, it's like this in all these different counties. Look at here north of Toledo in Wood County. The, yes, the pro-abortion won 20, with 25,000 votes. But in 2020, Donald Trump won with 35,000 votes. So you had 15,000 Trump voters didn't vote no. 
didn't vote no. <clears throat> either, either people. I don't know, Max. This smells always felt fishy, and you don't want to go back to like thinking that you know there's there's some sort of funny business going on on the voting side of stuff. But it's amazing how some of these things pass. Yeah, from voters who you would consider to be a staunch conservative and would not vote that way, but yet the data is saying that they they go for Trump, but then they go for all the lib- all the liberal causes. Clark County, Trump won 60% to 37%. 39,000 Republicans conservative turned out for Trump. But yesterday, only 20,000 people turned out for life. North of Columbus, yesterday, 38,000 people turned out for life. But in 2020, 66,000 people turned out for Trump. Yeah, I just don't think people care, Max. And look at this northeast part of the state. In 2020, the only counties that went blue were Cleveland and Akron. Everything else went red. Whereas yesterday, the entire northeast part of the state went blue. This is where that was won and lost. Right here. Yeah. In Cleveland, Joe Biden only won with 66% of the vote. Yesterday, yes, won with 74% of the vote. I just don't think they care, Max. Where were the the 200,000 Trump voters? 200,000 Trump voters in 2020 in Cuyahoga County, but yesterday only 99,000 Trump voters. That's 100,000 Trump voters who either voted for abortion or didn't turn out for life. Wow. I, 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 <clears throat> I got to think they didn't vote. I don't, I think it's a matter of them not caring. Like that issue isn't important to Republican voters. It's huge to Democrat voters. So they just got, they just got the numbers out, Max, in the right counties. You only, all you need now to win an election in any state is to take the big counties. The big counties decide everything. You know, yeah. it only takes winning two of three counties in, in Ohio, of the large big counties, to win Ohio, to win Pennsylvania, to win Wisconsin, to win Michigan. Right? That's all you have to do. That's all you have to influence. Because they already yeah. know that all the smaller counties just don't have the, the, the population weight. They just don't. That's all you got to go after. There's and in a, a few concerted, key states. There's been a, yeah, yeah. There's been a concerted effort within the Republican Party to brush the pro-life movement aside. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. so-called experts, the, the pollsters, all give really bad advice. I've seen some of these polls that came out that were being used on the pro-life movement. Um, bad advice. It, they basically are recommending that pro-lifers not be pro-life. Like none of the ads, none of the ads are defending life. All of the ads were negative. And I get it. Negative advertising, it works, right? Going after the other side for being too radical, that's fine. But when you work in this state and you look at all of the effort that's being put in, I don't want to denigrate all, any of the people who put in effort. Lots of people work tirelessly, hours, hours, hours of their time millions and millions of dollars of their of their money to make this work and doing what they thought was best and they deserve all the credit in the world right but when you see the gop the establishment sit on its hands and not really get involved and then say that pro-lifers are the problem being pro-life is the problem as if it's even conceivable to tell pro-life americans the base of the republican party that they need to compromise their belief system in order to win elections. Well, what is the point of winning elections if you have to compromise all of your belief systems? Josh, if someone told you that the only way we could get a Republican in office was to vote for gun control and support gun control, would you put that Republican in office? Not a chance. They're not a Republican. At that point, I have no party. At that point, I have no support. I have nobody looking out for my best interests or my rights. So is that what we're getting? Are we now the party of no party? I mean, the Republican Party is obviously split, or at least the people that that, are, that, that belong to it. Conservatives obviously must be just something very different than other Republican voters, because I know many Republicans who just say, it's none of my business what a woman does with her body. And that that's like the PC answer, the answer that they've been engineered to give and that's all we see now 
And that's what we faced here. Nobody cared, Max. Nobody cared because nobody's been pushing that inside the party. There's been no support for it. So if you have no support for it, why would people vote for it? And, and just, just, to, just to reiterate this, um, it's not just an issue of 2020 versus today. There have been polls that have come out. Polls that came out. This is a poll on the left that came out in October 16th to October 19th, showing Trump leading Biden in Ohio, 42% to 35%, with Kennedy getting 11%. Mm -hmm. So Donald Trump is winning in that poll plus seven. So it's not even like Crazy. things changed. It's not even like things changed. It, there's just a complete disconnect between what people are willing to vote for for the candidates and what they're voting for for the ballot initiatives. And to see, I mean, you can see it in Donald Trump. You can see it in Donald Trump, what he's, what he's kind of moved towards. Um, <clears throat> I have this from uh, last year, earlier this year. Donald Trump put out a tweet, uh, a social media post blaming pro-lifers for Republicans' midterm defeats. I just pull this up. Oh. He said, Trump says, GOP midterm fail. It's not my fault. He blames abortion and Mitch McConnell. That's pro-lifers. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, we've talked about this on the show before. On the one hand, mm -hmm. he's presenting himself as the most pro-life president in American history. Taking credit for overturning Roe versus Wade. To gain the support of those people who, who mm. like him for that. But the very next breath, He's saying, <laughs> it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. You got what you wanted. It's your fault. It, it's because there's no spine for that, Max. Nobody wants to have a backbone on that issue. And I, I, I think we, it's turned into a nation of murder. Nobody cares anymore. This is, this is at fault with the fabric of American society. And you see that reflected in our votes. So blame blame the voter blame society blame our culture for for embracing this this idea of infanticide it's been embraced and it's ensconced in our fabric if if it wasn't you would see a different result yeah. and now it's been codified into the constitution of ohio and it's not done they they codified it into the constitution of michigan they defeated something i believe it was in, it was in iowa um or kansas mm -hmm. um they're going to go nationwide. They want to go into Florida. Yeah. This is they're going to there get needs done. there needs to be a postmortem done and a circling of the wagons. And it can't be pro-lifers are to blame because if that is how if that's your idea of defeating these pro-abortion ballot initiatives, that's ad admitting defeat. Mhm. Mm that's I mean, that's just accepting defeat. And how can it be pro-lifers to blame? When the GOP losses, the string of losses extends to 2018, which is before Dobbs, the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe versus Wade, was ever decided. Right? Republicans have had a hard time, hard time winning these elections for a lot longer than than Roe versus Wade has been overturned. But no, it's far easier to blame me, far easier to blame you, people watching, than it is to blame. Ronna Romney McDaniel. Hmm. <clears throat> Far easier to blame us than her, right? It's our fault, not hers. It's, it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear. But that's what happens. And you've got people voting for it in droves, assuming that our votes are still fair. And I think I, I can say that. You know, I hope our votes system is fair. I hope the electronic stuff isn't being tampered with. But there's been a lot since the you know 2020s election that will make you wonder is there funny business well there's no reason for any of us to trust this i'm sorry there's just none yeah. if 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 yesterday went off without a hitch that'd be one thing but this is from the associated press this isn't even from a right-leaning organization pennsylvania county promises accurate tally after clerical error appears to flip votes for judges not a clerical error these were the machines <sighs> People punched one button and it printed out ballots for the opposite. That it's not even complicated, right? It, it's just a, a, a flip. <laughs> it's, it's just a flip. Yeah. So it's the same yeah. clerical error that was in Antrim County, Michigan. 
that you're not allowed to talk about, even yeah. though it happened in 2020. So yeah. it'd be one thing if they actually worked, but they don't work. Yeah. There's no confidence in this. And if it happens on these issues and it happens in these votes, where else can it happen? And isn't it amazing how it just pops up in the most important and largest counties usually live run? I mean, is that a coincidence or not? It just seems to, it smells fishy. And, you know, and a good detective voice says there's no such thing as coincidences. So how many other large counties were, 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 are affected the same way? And if it keeps popping up election after election, now you know why nobody wants election integrity, because it doesn't go in their favor. This was in Mississippi. Hines County had a ballot shortage where they didn't have enough ballots. They had less turnout than they traditionally have in an on-year election. So it's not like they exceeded a presidential election. They just ran out of ballots. And that started this whole court fight saying, oh, well, actually, you get to stay open later. Well, I mean, that doesn't instill confidence because, one, you have one job. Get enough pieces of paper. Right? Yeah. (laughs) But, two... If you wanted to steal an election and you didn't think you were going to get be able to turn out enough people, I mean, this is what you'd do. Yeah. You'd say, oh, sorry, we need extra hours. Not for the whole state, just for this one county. County. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's stay open one, two hours extra. Then you send everyone out to get them to the polls. Yeah. Or, or bring in the ballots that you can drop off. I mean, the <laughs> Sometimes I feel like they're just trying to find the votes. The longer it's open, the more, the longer you get to find the votes, right? And where was it where they were just they had video of the uh, the ballot stuffing? Was that uh, Massachusetts? Uh, anyway, was the judge Conne- called for yeah Connecticut, <laughs> and and they were calling for a whole new uh, a whole new election because of the ballot stuffing, right? And then yeah. how how much of this is still going on? Nobody's given a nobody's told us that there's ever been any sort of of, of of verification that all the votes that are being voted for are actually done by those people. I mean, we just can't prove it anymore. That was in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. Um, Bridgeport, Connecticut, a judge actually looked at it and ordered a new election, a new primary, because of ballot stuffing. That's not technologically advanced. That's just people shoving too many ballots into the ballot box. This is something we saw in 2020. We saw it in Ohio, right? And we saw it in uh, Arizona, for sure mm. in Arizona. We saw it in Georgia. We saw it all over the place. Yeah, we saw it in Georgia. So what is it that makes it persuasive in Connecticut? Is it that it's two, is it Democrats going against each other in a Democrat primary? That might be it. Right, Who, who's benefiting What is it that makes it? it persuasive in Connecticut, but not persuasive any time that Trump lawyers presented evidence of the exact same thing states where you're only allowed to put in your ballot or anyone who lives with you and people are showing up with 10 20 ballots there was one video i I remember seeing of a woman walking up to the the ballot drop-off and noticing that that the ballots weren't signed so you can see on camera she walks back with this pile of ballots to her car and you can see her sign them and then come back and put them Drop in. Them off. And Max, it doesn't need to be a lot. You get a couple hundred people organized to go get a hundred ballots that go your way. And in a, in a large county, you can start swinging elections the old-fashioned way. There's yes. nothing technological about this. It's just good old-fashioned ballot stuffing. It's not and, hard. You just have to get your hands yeah. on the votes. Um, I forget which outfit. It might have been true, true, one of the... Investing fraud, election fraud investigations. I think it was in Georgia. They looked at one polling place, that one ballot drop off, and they actually spent the time to count how many people showed up. And the difference between how many people showed up and the ballots that were counted on the forms for the chain of custody was off by tens of thousands. And, like, I'm sorry, it's not possible to have a couple hundred people show up a few hundred people show up and be thousands off it's just not yeah. possible now that, that means somewhere. one of two things it means that they're putting in more ballots than they're legally allowed to which we know is happening mm-hmm. or the chain of custody isn't worth anything yeah. which we've also seen we yeah. saw in michigan chain of Unlocked custody doors yeah 
Chan you know, Custody showing up old, at 3 a.m. Yeah. Not even in boxes, just in open USPS little baskets. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sealed, just here you go. Here you go. Yeah. Some cases they weren't even folded. They were brand new sheets that had no crease in them whatsoever. Affidavits. Affidavits swearing under penalty of prosecution oh, yep. that they saw counting of ballots that had no creases on them, which could not possibly have been mailed out to people and re- returned. I mean, theoretically, you could return it in like a big legal like yeah. full size, but it still would have to be folded to get mailed out. It's just incredible. Max, it would almost guarantee that Democrats will hold office and get every issue they want on anywhere, codified in the law, put in the constitutions, brought in, you know, brought it before the House and the Senate to turn into laws because now there's precedence in other states to to make abortion the law of the land. That, that, that's what we're seeing. I, I don't trust it, Max. I I really don't think that we have a fair election system anymore. I think it's gone no, the way of I don't think it's fair. a third world country. I think I, I want indelible ink on my finger. I want to go down. I want to push the buttons myself. And that's how I want it done. By yeah. hand. I don't think it's fair. But in even a state in Ohio, where you have Trump winning <coughs> 53, 55% of the vote, Ohio is solidly red with the Republican legislature, Republican governor. Republicans across state government. It's reliably, a, it's not a swing state anymore. It's reliably a Republican state. Even with funny business, even with you don't trust it, even with it could be manipulated, even with ballot stuffing potentially. You think that in a red state you, sh- you should be fine. But what we're also seeing is that it's not just the ballot stuffing. It's Republican turnout too, right? Ballot stuffing doesn't explain how in some of these counties, only 50% of the people who voted for Trump in 2020 turned out to vote in this. Like, that's not ballot stuffing. It's just, they don't care. They're lazy. <laughs> they just didn't care. And they don't care. It's just not important to them. Why, why get off my couch? I've got my, my steel-belted radials and, and, and my couch, you know, just leave me alone. I'll be fine as long as you leave me alone. I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to have to deal with these things. That's the mentality of those people. And then you've got the other side that is is nothing but going after every single election, every day of their lives, every hour of every minute trying to make an outcome happen. And that's the, the it, I mean, they're just lazy. They don't care. Well, when it, did people it, stop it, caring? It's the three things. Do they not care? Do they actually agree with the abortion thing? Or have they been tricked into buying the propaganda? It's one of the three. It's one of the three. It can't. It, it, that's really it. That's really it. I want to show you this map because this was, to me, stunning. In Kentucky, Kentucky has a Democrat governor, Andy Bashir, up for re-election. Mm-hmm. Andy Bashir won. He won. He beat his challenger. Let me put it up on the screen. This is the map. And at total, Andy Bashir won with 52.5% of the vote versus Daniel Cameron, 47.4% of the vote. I want you to look at that map. Now, I'm going to take it off the screen for a second, just because I don't want to ruin the surprise. Look at the difference. Wow. Look at the difference between 2020 Donald Trump, yeah, 2020 Donald Trump versus 2023 Kentucky. Just a red versus blue. In 2020, Biden only won Louisville and Lexington. And in neither did he surpass 60% of the vote. Whereas this week, the Democrat got 70% in Jefferson County around Louisville. 68% in Franklin County. Lexington, 71.8% in Fayette County. I mean, it's night and day. This is a different state. And and they're trying to say that, they're also trying to, uh, this is why I can't stand DeSantis. DeSantis says that that uh, Daniel Cameron lost in Kentucky because Donald Trump endorsed him. If, Do- if Donald Trump's endorsement is what decided the outcome, Donald Trump's endorsement wouldn't change the map from this to this. Mm-mm. Like, that's not the Trump effect. It's, it's full of crap. Why is it that a state where only two counties vote Democrat in 2020 
Now, how many? 3, 6, 9, 10, 11, 12, 34, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Yeah, 29. 28? 28? 27, 28 counties went blue versus 2 in 2020? How do you explain um, this? Unless people just really hmm. are an issue by issue voter now you know we we, we enjoyed the eight, 70, 70 80s 90s everybody was a, for the most part a, a party line voter has everyone become so issue by issue because of all the the advertising and propaganda that that comes out before every vote i mean is it it's having such an effect that it can swing those look, i mean look just seeing it on social media seeing it on tv look at this that's the governor look what happens when you pull up the secretary of state race yesterday it's it the matches. same map it matches perfectly when you pull up the attorney general map wow. it matches almost perfectly what happened to let the secretary of state perform just as good as donald trump did but the republican <clears throat> governor gets blown out what happened i'll tell you what wasn't it wasn't pro-life voters who did this Pro-life voters didn't do this. What this looks to me is a complete failure of the GOP ground game and apparatus. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. You start losing in southern Kentucky counties like this, like Warren County. It's like Warren County, Democrat got 52% of the vote. Trump got 57% of the vote. To lose in those counties, that's a ground game. That's a get-out-the-vote problem. Did the GOP abandon Kentucky? Did they just sit on their laurels and hope it was going to happen? Maybe that's the M.O. of the GOP. Win once and stop. Yeah. But if that's the case, why did the Secretary of State have an identical Trump reaction? Unless the it, easiest... Is it... I don't like it. It's, it makes me feel liberal... Is it the fact that the Republican was black? I, I, it makes me feel dirty to even insinuate that, that, that that would right, be right, unconserved right. of his mind. Okay, well, but um, it, it was a dynasty of people under um, yes. the guy that won. So there is that familial, you know, that state history that does go back. Maybe there's a little bit of that that plays into it because certainly people will go with what they're comfortable with. So... Maybe there's some of that, but to to see these big swings, Max, I mean, it's the only election where it went Democrats' favor. You know, the easiest yeah. way to hide a fraud would be to take a bunch of votes that went for what your party would want and then switch the one vote that mattered the most, right? Yeah, that, that's something that that's something that was alleged in the earlier in 2020, that when you are submitting fraudulent ballots, and you really care about one race, yeah. there was a lot, a lot, a lot of ballots that only voted for president and voted for nothing down it below. Else. Yeah. Now, it doesn't look like in this case that there's that big of a difference. Let's see. Uh, 700,000 to 627. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, a little bit, like 50,000 ballots different uh, That's... difference. That's still not enough. Well, yeah, even a demographic shift, even in those counties, take, I mean, that would be a really, really big shift. That'd be yeah. a ton of people moving in Not in about much. three years. Uh, if that's the case, though, yeah. then why does the Secretary of State look the same? You know what I mean? That I know, doesn't explain that's, that. That's the part that grabs me, it, right? Because... If you have a bunch of liberals moving into the state, they don't vote for a Republican Secretary of State like this. Well, let's see some of those ballots. What if there's ballots in there that vote just for the governor? And there's nothing, excuse me, there's nothing else that's on them, right? I mean, then it would go back to that 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 tampering in the voting system. You know, if you're stuffing the ballot box, you just need to get 10,000 extra votes for governor. doesn't matter what all the other races are. And it's the important issues. It's like they're targeted issues and targeted, targeted races. We want governor here. We want abortion here. So if we're going to stuff those ballots, if we're going to 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 commit that kind of fraud, we only have to do it in the big counties and the big states to make let's it happen. At, let's look at Franklin County. Franklin County, um, just east of Louisville in Frankfort, um, Andy Bashir got thirteen thousand five hundred exact votes. Daniel Cameron got sixty two hundred votes. Twenty twenty, Trump got just shy of thirteen thousand. 
12-9, and Biden got 12-6. So it isn't that, that Democrats overperformed. They only brought in 900 more voters than they did under Biden. But 6,000 6, plus Republican voters didn't vote for Daniel Cameron. Wow. You see? You see? Like, yeah. he, Andy Bashir only got 900 some odd more votes than Joe Biden did. But Daniel Cameron got 6,700, right? 6,000, yeah, 6,700 fewer than Trump. And they're saying, oh, this is the Trump, this is the Trump, Trump ruined this. Mm-hmm. No, if Trump endorses someone, people don't run away. No, it usually helps. I mean, especially in those deep red states where that happens. I don't know, Max, the, my, my fishy feelers are up. Like there, there's something like the spidey sense tingles in these. I, I really didn't. I got up this morning thinking that all those races were going to be lost because we're really not in a fair system anyway. That I, 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 I came with, that was the first thing I thought when I got up this morning, because I was looking at the local Colorado races. I knew they were going to turn blue. There was a few surprises out here on some of the propositions that were up, but I, 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 I just have no faith in the system anymore. And maybe that's why there's a problem because I might not be the only one that thinks that because if, because if I think the elections aren't working for me, why get up and go vote? Yeah. I mean, that's the Georgia phenomenon, right? Before the Georgia runoffs in 2020, you had this big event where a couple of the conservative influencers were there and they told people don't vote that the elections are so rigged. It's not even worth voting. Right. I mean, so that might be part of it. And we see in Ohio, we know in Ohio that the pro abortion side banked a ton of early votes, a ton Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they're going around, around the state and getting their voters to vote right then and there, not trusting them to vote on election day, vote Mm -hmm. right then and there. Yeah. And the Republican side has always been, oh, we'll get our people there on Election Day. They, they like voting on Election Day. We'll get them there. They'll, they just go anyway. They vote yeah. every time. And That's yet with loss. this, yeah. we're going from county to county to county, and we're seeing half as many Republicans are showing up, either not showing up or voting for the other side, one or the other. So when you see in that, like that one county I just showed where Andy Bashir outperforms Joe Biden by, over, uh, by almost 1,000 votes, Mm-hmm. But 6,700 Republicans stay home. I mean, you do that across the state, and that's the victory. Yeah. It's 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 total failure of ground game. Nobody got out to get the vote. I mean, we're conservatives are lazy. We just are. Well, I, I don't Where know are we going lazy. out? I don't know if it's laziness. It's, it's lazy. It's bad. It's terrible management. I mean, what has Ronna uh, McDaniel, Ronna Romney McDaniel, the head of the GOP nationwide, what has she done? But lose. And the only time that she that the RNC wins was this past election. And it felt we, we underperformed. Right. Well, yeah, we got the House of Representatives, but we only have it with a couple vote margin. Yeah, there was no red wave. Where did that? No red wave. That never materialized. <laughs> At what point does she lose her job? And I'm sorry, I don't care that Donald Trump likes her. I don't care that Donald Trump thinks she's the woman for the job. I support Trump because I think he'll be a good president. In terms of political strategist, Trump's not, I'm not, I'm not hiring Trump as a political strategist. I'll hire him as the candidate, 100%, right? But the fact that he's so willing to blame pro-lifers for all of this, he, he's, he has very bad strategists in his ear. Yes, yeah, somebody. Giving him very to... bad advice. Yeah, it always goes back to who's advising on these things. And they, you're talking about one of the core issues of your party. And maybe, Max, do you think there's been a shift in American thinking about abortion to the point where nobody, I mean, it it, ha- it becomes part of the conservative movement? Which means... There is, there is a shift in how you're allowed to talk about it in on social media, in the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. The pro-abortion side has a monopoly on the use of the media. They absolutely do. Certainly. Like there was, there was that story, that Ohio story of that uh, 10, 12-year-old girl who was raped and had to go out of state for an abortion. Remember that story? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was front and center. Mm-hmm. And that became a huge thing. But then what didn't get front and center was the fact that her rapist was an illegal alien. 
So you, you see that like it controls yeah. the narrative rather than this being a story about how bad illegal immigration can be. It becomes a story about how bad pro-life laws are. Yeah. And how strong she was for what she did. Right. I mean, it, that spin. <clears throat> I think it was Indi- Was that Indiana? What state was I, that? In? I thought it was. It was either Indiana or um, was the I. I thought. Yeah, I don't think I it was think Iowa. I, 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 I think I misspoke. And, um, but I remember the story, and it ten-year-old, yeah, in Indiana. Um, ten-year-old in Indiana. But you see how it just it it when the media controls how you shape the narrative, it changes the policy prescriptions. Mm-hmm. We just talked about it to, on Monday about the Nashville shooting. There's a big difference from saying that this is a gun control problem to actually letting everyone see the manifesto and saying, no, this is a leftist indoctrination problem. Mm -hmm. This is a weaponization of white privilege narratives, that this is going after white people because of white hate. That's a different policy prescription. And when you control the information that reaches people, it changes political attitudes. Yeah. It changes it. It goes from, in the case of this Indiana poor girl, it goes from highlighting that she was raped by an illegal alien, build the wall, to, oh, how terrible that pro-lifers want to force her to have her rapist baby. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference in the narrative. A huge difference. And how many politicians end up watching the news to to write the legislation that's out there, right? To just go with what's politically convenient at the time. And then that's why you see the narrative controlling the outcome of not just elections, but policy, right? They're going to go with what they think everybody, quote unquote, wants. And oh, yeah. what the, everybody the, 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 wants is in media. No one would ever recommend that a politician, candidate or elected official, come out with the pro-life response. The pro-life response is, it's a tragedy that she was raped. But being victimized yourself does not entitle you to victimize others. Mm-hmm. And that the, the way to stop this, this cycle of victimization is to, is to make sure that people don't lash out at other people. And that includes lashing out at the baby in your womb. And as terrible as it is that it happened, it doesn't entitle you to kill someone else. That's the pro-life, that's the pro-life response. And it's a very rational response. But you say that. And then the left and the media say he supports forcing girls to have their rapist child. And it, it, it's, it's an unwinnable. It's an unwinnable narrative if you are so pigeonholed and so censored by the mainstream media and social media that you can't actually get your message out there. And that you pretty much described why the GOP has lost so many elections in that one sentence. That's why they have no control of the narrative. And the narrative is usually pitted against them. I mean, how often is the narrative on all the news networks leveraged against the GOP and conservative thinking? It's like, yeah. it's got to be like 90, 95%, right? I mean, in, in everything people consume. And then all the social media platforms push the same narratives and then feed you ads that connect you with the people that you should vote for in those moments. Donald Trump won in 2016 because he threw out the script. Yeah. Right. That Access Hollywood tape comes out. And any other Republican politician would apologize, would drop out and give up. And and he comes out and says, yeah, it's locker room talk. (laughs) He got the message got out because of how counter to the traditional response, his response was. If he had just apologized and dropped out, it'd be over, right? But because he went so against the script, he got that message past the censors, past the the media controllers, because then that becomes a story. Trump says that it's locker room talk. And the guys hear it and they say, oh yeah, it's locker room talk. Whether he acts on it or not, that's the ultimate question, but it's locker room talk. It's bragging to your, your buddies. Yeah. It's, it's like fishing stories. I mean, that, that, that's sure. stuff. It's being braggadocious. <clears throat> Guys, do it. Believe us. Yeah, we really do. Make up, make up stuff. But like th- that's that's a key difference here, and you don't have that on abortion. You don't. You don't have the ability for a, like 
I, I, I've worked with these agents, these organizations. They yeah. put out press releases and they go nowhere. No one even picks them up. Yeah. It's like they put out a press release condemning, wow. condemning this, this ballot initiative and it's crickets from the local media. It doesn't even get on local media. Why push the narrative? No one will ever know. And if no one knows, they'll, they'll never support it. Doesn't even exist. People don't leave their houses. If it's not on their TV or on their phone, Max, they don't see it. And that's the control now. And I, I think the same is true for Democrats. I don't yeah. think oh. Democrats are any more eager to get off of their couch. The difference, though, is that while Republicans are sitting back, counting the money in the coffers of the state and national party, saying, don't worry, our people turn out to vote on Election Day. While they're there just like sitting back waiting. Democrats are going door to door, literally registering people to vote, mm-hmm. literally helping them, or in many cases, filling out the ballots for them, and turning them in on their behalf, mm-hmm. either legally or illegally. And on our side, it's, be, it's become so, uh, we've become so frantic to fight fraud that there are voices on our side that are telling Republicans, conservatives, not to vote early, not to vote in early voting or by mail, to only show up on election mm-hmm. day. Wow. So you don't get to you don't get to bank all those votes. No. And what happens when a couple thousand people have something come up at work and they can't make it to the to the polls? That happens. Um, yeah, on a Tuesday night, it happens yeah. all the time. Especially in the middle of the week. Yeah, there's just no turnout. There's no drive. Where where's the ground game, Max? Where where are the groups that are just trying to push this door to door to door? A they lot of a lot of the pro-life organizations that I worked with had to do it themselves. It, there wasn't like this big state party effort. Well, where the hell's because, the GOP then? Why the hell are we giving them money? In Ohio, it wasn't it wasn't really like it wasn't the governor on the ballot. This was this was uh, an issue. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the you're in the Republican Party and you believe that pro-lifers are to blame. And you want to distance yourself from pro-lifers, then of course you devote less resources, less time to fighting for this. And how many times have we heard from the GOP, why bother with that place we can't win anyway? Yeah. You know, they won't try to go into deeply blue states or deeply blue counties. Do you think that stops Democrats? They will go into the heart of the deepest red counties and states and they will try and they will try and they will try. That's why the GOP loses. There's no try. There's no fight left in them. And whoever's running them, there should be an immediate change of the guard. I mean, this should have happened during the last election. Let's talk about this as we get towards the last bit of the podcast. Make sure you hit the share button, everyone, and make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Um, We'll put that banner on the screen. There you go. If you want to subscribe, uh, we're on YouTube, Rumble, all the audio platforms. Links are in the description. This, Josh, is from Virginia. Democrats now control both the state Senate and the House of Delegates, basically their lower chamber. Yeah. And they just barely squeak past the 50% for both. Right? On the Senate, on the state Senate side, they have 21 seats, whereas a 2020 would be an even split. And on the House of Delegates side, um, they have 51 right now to 48. 48. Um, I don't know what the last one that we're waiting on is. Where is that one? Um, right here, with a Republican winning by 0.6%, but it's too close to call. Wow. Um, I want to see if I can find this. There was because. a woman, Susanna Gibson, and where where is it? I, it should here we go. Susanna Gibson, she was in the news because it turned out that she had a pornography page mm-hmm. on on the internet where she was filming herself having sex and putting it on the internet. And I, I think I think getting paid for it. Don't quote me on that, but I think I think there were tips involved, that kind of stuff. She only lost. She only lost by two percent. Remember when uh, a history of being a stripper or anything like that in politics would have been a death, uh, an off, uh, you know, a, a nail in the coffin, a death yeah. nail. And now, I don't think anybody cares about that. And to only lose by two. And some of the stuff she put on there was salacious acting for tips. I mean, it, asking for tips. It was it was downright like, that was gross. And the stuff that yeah. she would do. And this is a person that only lost by 2% to be uh, one of 
the house. So here's here, here's the other thing. I'll, I'll make leaders. this picture so everyone can see it. Um, the one of the polls that came out in September showed that she was losing forty nine point five percent to thirty eight point nine percent. So she went from being down by more than ten points to losing by two. The polling said wow. that she had an unfavorability rate that jumped from twelve and a half percent to forty five point two percent. That's that, that. Once you start oh. getting into fifty percent unfavorable rates, it's impossible to win. Yeah, and yet yeah. she only lost by two percent, which means if one percent voted for her instead of the other party, she wins. Yeah, right. <laughs> Incredibly wow. narrow, incredibly narrow victory, a, a defeat. Nothing makes sense anymore. So that's in Virginia. I believe she was she was in a suburb outside of Richmond. So not like a super red area, but not the kind of area that traditionally elects a sex worker. Yeah. Who who posts really raunchy things and asks for tips to do really raunchy things as your representative. I mean Max, how do you get a 10% that unfavorability ranking is 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 worse than death in politics and yeah. to to be able to make up that ground, either the, the the DNC's ground game is incredible, there was fraud, or nobody cared. Or maybe they liked her for that. Maybe people are like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to vote for her just because. But I got to imagine that's not a big, big segment of the, that voting block. Whoever's running their campaign there is a genius. Let's 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 Genius. take a second. Let's take a second and let's look at uh, Rana McDaniel's tweets. So I want to try and find the tweets for yesterday. Let's see if I can. This will be fun. How do I do this? I thought I, I, thought I could do this advanced search. Um, let's see. Let's go to yesterday. Do. Oh, when you, when you see the post celebrating the lieutenant governor of Mississippi, you know the election went very poorly when the head of the National Republican Party is retweeting that, oh, we got lieutenant governor in Mississippi, you know it went very poorly. Um, Secretary of State, congratulations. Um, it's our little oh, win, we, yay. We got, we got a mayor. We got a mayor in Indiana. Yep. We got a New Hampshire mayor in Manchester. Wow. Here we go. Here's the two tweets that she put out yesterday. If you live in New Jersey, Mississippi, or Pennsylvania... Polls close in one hour. Go vote. And if you're in line when the polls close, stay in line. Now, where is the Ohio call to action? Where is that? That's is... not there? Yeah. Where is the Kentucky call well, that... to action? You notice that that's not there? Wow. Why is that? Why did the head of the Republican Party nationwide we got it in the bag only advocate for people at 6 p.m central time so polls were still open in ohio polls were still open in kentucky why did she only tell people in new jersey mississippi and pennsylvania to go to the polls it's let's in the bag let, let, let's see if we can find let's see it's if we can be in find, the bag and, and notice that that didn't include virginia but she did do virginia an hour earlier Kentucky was an hour before that. Okay, so she so Kentucky got one. Kentucky got another one. Let's see if we can find an Ohio. Okay. We got a couple minutes Let's left for the podcast. Let's do and it. I, I haven't researched this. I'm curious. This. I, wanna, I haven't researched this. I bet you Ohio's not here. <clears throat> we got Kentucky, November 7th. Okay. So like right there. Oh, so we got Virginia, Kentucky. Uh, where's that? Where's, where's this? this? Yeah. I don't know. Tate Reeves Governor. has my vote. Governor. Uh, Mississippi. Um. Oh, she oh. did post, she retweeted Jenna Powell, but all it says is, let's talk about issue one in Ohio. <laughs> she didn't actually write, oh, here we go. She says it is election day in Ohio and to go vote, but she doesn't tell you how to vote. Doesn't tell you what to vote for. So not actually advocating for life. This one, you got to click on it and actually read through it to find it. There's no actual... Posts from her saying, go out, vote. It's important. Life is on the ballot. We've both done What's marketing, that? Max. Right? Here I mean, we go. Here we go. Marketing. First one. 
the last time she actually said something that told people how to vote Three was days November 3rd. November 4th, sorry. November 4th, 4th, yeah. So, But three days beforehand. So where's the get out the vote on any of this? There, Where's the social media messaging, Max? Yeah. If I was paying for this as a customer and this is my marketing team, I would have fired them. I mean, they, they're gone if this was like a business because this is this is just a failure. This is like going bankrupt with your marketing. And we've both done marketing. We all know what's required yeah. to make real change happen, right? This is the weakest sauce I've ever seen for a get out to anything yay but go out here's don't worry here's, yeah. here's seven tweets yeah we get seven tweets <clears throat> out of the gop we get seven tweets yeah so out of the so head I, of the GOP i know ex- i know exactly what happened when she posted this she received a report on her desk that they hadn't turned out as many voters as they wanted to turn out in new jersey mississippi pennsylvania I know what goes down in these war rooms. Yeah. This is, you post this, you post this when you get that report that turnout is low. But the response, the reaction is an hour before the polls close. <clears throat> Too late to actually accomplish anything. Can't get anything done. At 6 p.m., that's when the party starts understanding how much they turned out in different states, different areas. This was. Oh, well, we have low turnout. Let's see if we maybe we can get a few more people. Wow. It's 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 so disgusting. It's and just the, like, the, the the top response, wow, this tweet is as impactful as you are. It, next it next comment, up. you're worthless. Special shout out to Scott Pressler, our actual GOP chairman. <clears throat> have you seen this? This uh Scott Pressler, he's huge in like get out the vote, registering people to vote. Um she he has been tweeting at GOP chairwoman for 206 no sorry 207 consecutive days and all he's asking for is what's the plan for get out the vote I mean 207 you pages you can give days. the man yeah she's got no plan no plan what but no it, it's that? it's the pro lifers fault it's pro lifers fault conservatives they're going to blame you know blame gun owners we're going they're going to be next. Oh, it's those people who want to have secure borders, it's their fault. You see, the GOP is 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 okay with interest balancing your interests away. Yeah. I, I mean like yeah. that, that's crazy. These are essential parts of the GOP platform that they are now trying to toss over ship o- overboard like they're on a ship that's that's sinking, sinking. and they need to get rid of the weight. That that's the worst plan ever. The Dems went like libs win on two fronts. Not only do they win the election, they get their opponents start accepting their 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 narrative. When your opponent starts accepting your narrative, you'll you'll never lose on an issue again. Never. You'll be able to shame both groups into whatever you want. Fire. It's time to fire her. I mean, yeah. what kind of salary is she pulling in for this position? You know what I mean? I, I donated to the GOP. What what what? You know, oh, how, I haven't done what, what is she being painted? I haven't I, done well, it in years. I still want the GOP to win. Apparently, it's it's money wasted. Colorado's GOP is like on the verge of bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. It's it's sad here, Max. They've been somebody has walked them into a corner, and it is bad. They are. I heard that some money went missing. That it's been some people. Some around. people we know. Yeah, may have been involved in in money just walking out the door. Um, don't know enough about it to comment on it. No, but everything's just um, less. Yeah, it, it's sad. I would love for that to be investigated because it, it's bad. It's bad. We got two problems. We have a feckless GOP that wants mm-hmm. to throw conservatives under the bus and say, "Oh, well, we're, we lose because we were too conservative." No, no, you lost because you have no identity and no, you don't stand for anything. That's there's fine. that side, and then yeah. there's the other side. That's actively telling people not to vote because it's rigged and don't even bother. What we saw in 2016, you can have fraud and beat the fraud with massive turnouts. You tell people it's not even worth voting. Oh, don't vote early. They'll steal it. Well, if if it's stealable, they'll steal it no matter when you vote. Yeah. We've seen that a lot of it happens on election day. So no, get as many people to vote as possible. As many people to vote as possible. However, they're willing to vote. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Don't tell them not to vote because it's rigged. That's the two. Pro- yeah. That's the two problems we're facing. Yeah. And none and of those worked. are none of those are pro-lifers. None of those are conservative problems. We're out of time. Give you the last word. Wow, it's time to actually grow a spine and to stick to our principles. Who's going to follow a party that doesn't have principles? Leaders need to lead. And all we have right now is less than lip service. What? A couple of tweets? Let's get a real party. Polls close in an hour. Make sure you go vote. Yay. Where was that? Oh, I'm... I'm getting angry and angry. I'm going to have to walk through the, the house just to... Whole half a week up to election day, had the GOP party, doesn't tell people to vote for life. New leaders. Yeah. New leaders. Let's go. We need a well, real that's party. That's it. Out of time. Time flies when there's lots to complain about. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. All those links are in the description. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Tune in, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, and Podbean. Those links are down in the description. We go live on YouTube and Rumble, so subscribe there as well. Lots of other links if you want to help support the show. Um, Check those out as well. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I'm Josh Hammerling. Remember, the fight to take back the country is not over, but the only way we win is if we all stand and fight together. See you next time. See you.